0: Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now, Katie Offerman. Katie, I was watching some stuff that yeah, maybe you'd put online, some old videos. And any fiddle player that I know, like that dominates their, their what they do musically, right? Most of them, if they're a fiddle player, like first and foremost, I was very surprised to see you killing a fiddle because I thank I'd, you. <laughs> and that and that is a massive compliment because I went through and we've been playing you know, some of your music on the women of our country and the country top 30. Like I, I programmed both of those shows. And so been I've been, so a f- awesome. I've been a fan of your music and Thank I've you. watched some of your videos where you play live. I was just so shocked to see you play a fiddle because <laughs> you don't, that's usually the person's <laughs> thing.
1: I know, you know, it's such an interesting thing because, um, I grew up playing instruments as opposed to singing and doing my own thing. Um, you know, people always ask like, Oh, what all instruments do you play? Whatever. And it's like, I have to categorize them by what I'm willing to get paid for. <laughs> And for me, like, that's fiddle and, you know, me backing myself up on guitar. Um, But fiddle's just always been my main thing. Like, I grew up playing in polka bands and playing fiddle in a German dress and, like, you know, all that normal stuff. And um, so for me, it's like I had to learn when I came to Nashville and when I started doing my own thing, like, where does that fit in what I do? Did you
0: you purposefully not want to be a – you're a fiddle player, obviously, but did you not want to be known – Because there's not a lot of art. There's a couple that are really good with the fiddle. There's not a lot of artists who play the fiddle up front.
1: I think for me, it was really important that people focus on what I have to say and who I am as an artist. And that be kind of like a spice that I add in, you know, and it not be in my pictures or something that I'm like, I'm Katie, I'm the fiddle chick, you know. (laughs) I want it to be like if you were to go see – Gosh, I mean, even somebody like let's just say Taylor Swift, like somebody that everybody's kind of, you know, been into over the years. If suddenly, like midset, they picked up a fiddle and they played Blow Your Mind. Like on one song. And here's the thing, too. It's not about just picking up the fiddle. It's the difference of, to me of playing something like Allison Crosswood versus like I'm not I'm mean, you're never gonna catch me playing Dead One Down in Georgia, mid-set. Like, please kill me before that happens. And yes, <laughs> so I've done it too many times and I'm over it. But <clears throat> For me, it's like, while it will never be the forefront, it will never be, I'll never be the fiddle chick. The fiddle and just my musicality is way too deep-rooted in my life and my career and who I am as a person to ever completely neglect that, you know?
0: Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's kind of like the Lizzo flute thing.
1: Right. Where when she pulls out the
0: flute, you're like, what the crap? Who even plays the flute? And and she's so good (laughs) at it. You're like, wow. But anyway, I that's know. the feeling that I got because I was not expecting to see you on a stage, grab a fiddle, and tear it apart. It was awesome.
1: Well, thanks. So take, I appreciate that. I think that is a
0: massive compliment. Thank you. When you you grew up in Texas?
1: Yeah, loved it. You spent time there. That, you uh, know, makes every Texan happy.
0: A lot. So you, um, uh, near New Braunfels?
1: Yeah, I grew up on a ranch outside of New Braunfels, born and raised, was there my whole life um, up until moving to college, you know? And I to me, like, I mean, Texas is obviously a huge part of who I am as well. I feel like that comes in my, out in my music. And um, even though I played all these different genres, like country music, I feel like you have to love country music if you're from Texas. But like, that's what my foundation was built on. Um,
0: you grew up on a ranch. So did you have to go out and, I don't know, uh, gather the, the horses um, and <laughs> the goats before you got to play the fest? Fa-
1: yes. All right. So TMI, but um, <laughs> my husband... Two weeks ago was like, you know, people have been talking about this like raw milk thing, you know, I think it's like pretty hit. Maybe I should try it. So we like go to the Charlotte Farmer's Market. We buy the raw milk and he's telling me how it's going to change my life. I'm like, cool. I'm probably, I'm not a huge dairy person, but um. <laughs> so then in, in the process of doing that, he's like, well, have you ever tried it? I'm like, yes, straight <laughs> from the goat. I would go out. I just take the udder and I put it straight to my mouth. I can't even believe I'm telling you this. Because that, that seems so far from the person that I am today. Um, but, like, I was that girl. Like, I'm like, want to be unpopular, you know, let me tell you how to do it. Grow up on a ranch, be homeschooled, be an only child, your best friends are your goats, and you play music.
0: You, you know? were homeschooled on the ranch. Who was your teacher? Uh, my dad. And what was his expertise? Meaning, what was his <laughs> best at? What was the best at as a teacher? What is not his expertise if you talk to him?
1: <laughs> um, you know, at the time... He was a horse trainer, and so we grew up, like, just kind of a simple life. And I was homeschooled in the tack room of our barn. Um, You know, like, just being homeschooled, being an only child, like, it's funny now because I think that's the problem with kind of, like, social media and just, it's easy to assume things about people and see my life on there and be like, oh, man, looks like she's, you know, doing the thing, must be cool, whatever. And it's like, deep inside, I'm still kind of like that. 12-year-old that's out at the ranch that's just kind of, like, by myself, just kind of doing my thing and, like, not cool at all, you know? And um, I'm just so lucky that my dad homeschooled me because I think if my mom had, I would have been a <laughs> horrible person. I think she would have stressed me out, love her, but <clears throat> not in the classroom.
0: Did you guys have a music class? <clears throat> Did you do anything like that?
1: Um, You know, my parents are not musical at all. So then
0: how are you so musical if they are not?
1: Man, I don't know. Maybe I just kind of got lucky. Um, I think that for me, it was like we grew up going to church, you know, and I'd see the old gal at the front. It was nothing special like to me. Yeah, I mean, now I I go to a big church, and it's like the light show and the whole deal, and I'm into it. Um, I definitely wouldn't want to go back to my small church, but it's crazy how far, like, you know, that – Even just going to that Presbyterian church when I was a little kid, like that one person, one old lady playing piano inspired me. And um, I just remember asking my parents, like, "Mm, that looks kind of cool. Like, I want to do that.
0: And they were supportive to help you do it?
1: So supportive. They're the best. You know, I I really couldn't be and do all the things that I do without having all their support over the years. And like, yeah, I think it's just been a, a game changer for me, even just emotionally, like to have that support. So.
0: Uh, you grew up playing the fiddle obviously the accordion
1: yeah so the accordion that's something like <laughs> that's like the
0: coolest instrument ever
1: I've been thinking you know the funny thing is I have my old accordion at the, at the house and um it's your, broken your house here
0: or Yes. Or back in Texas
1: no it's here
0: oh if you brought that in and played on our show that would be the- I'd be better than a garth <laughs> performance.
1: See, all right, we've added the fiddle to this set. We've not added the accordion to this set yet. hilarious and awesome and tough and hard to play. It's all the combination. It's a lot, man. And I'm not saying no, so maybe sometime we'll do that together. But it's funny because my accordion, all the buttons on the left are stuck, and it's just, God, it sounds like just the worst. And so I was thinking recently, like, you know what? Maybe I should just, like, go on Amazon and, like, order some, like, cruddy, just cheap, like, little, you know, maybe I'll learn the button box. Because I feel like that would be so fun to bring out to a show for one song. People wouldn't even People, have they to would know, know what it if is I was playing. But they wouldn't know what it is. They would be like, "What is happening?" Yeah, it would be awesome. Because
0: you would surprise folks and give them something they haven't seen before. Hundred percent. No one's ever played. Mm.
1: There might be a reason for that. No, I, I take know. it back.
0: <laughs> um, the Texas Twist. Uh, Eddie, who was it that came? Tim McGraw brought in the Texas Tornadoes. Oh, they played Texas Tornadoes. Yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And they brought in an accordion. Yep. The whole group. It was and it was awesome. <laughs> and I was like, "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen." Because I've only oh, ever man. seen it at a Mexican restaurant in a mariachi, <laughs> right?
1: Man, you've only seen the. Mar- you need to come out to a polka show sometime.
0: I've never been to a polka yeah. show.
1: We well, went to a bar in Vegas, right, Eddie? Once it was polka.
0: They oh, were, that's German. Was, yeah, they did yeah, polka they did music. Pol- yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and so, polka bar. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't, I don't really know. I just know it was fun. Yeah, it was, pl- it was like green. Yeah. It's very green. Yeah. And, and people are going, there's Ooh. a tuba and stuff. And <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's, awesome. it's a
1: good time, you know. People drink a lot of beer, eat a lot of sauerkraut. I mean, man, I remember when I was like 12, th- 11, 12, 13 on the road with this polka band. Like I've never eaten more bread. You went I, on the road with
0: a polka band when you were 12 or 13?
1: For sure. Uh, like who does it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, man, I'll tell you this. Up until like when I moved to Nashville six years ago, I used to play with this guy back in Texas. His name was Terry Cavanaugh and he was like the reason why I started playing shows because I was playing all these instruments, but it was, you know, primarily either classical bass or kind of gospel bluegrass. And for me, like all the, the only potential I saw in my musicality was either playing in an orchestra or like playing at home or playing with kind of at the church. But when I started taking recording lessons from Terry, he was like, man, you should join my polka band. And uh, so Terry and I, long story short, Played together for a long time. We kind of ended up having a falling out, I think, because he saw me leave, leaving the polka industry <laughs> or whatever. And, uh, you know, it's just, I looked, I one day I woke up and I looked in my closet and I realized I didn't have any clothes. Like, I'd never worn jeans to a gig. I wore a dirndl. Um, and so, anyway, years went by. Terry and I didn't really, you know, talk much. I was doing my thing. He was still playing polka music. And he's, like, in his 60s. When I moved to Nashville, you know, I'm starting out semi-desperate and Terry calls me and he was like, Hey, I know it's been a while. Do you want to make some extra money? Like, heck yeah. So we would go play these secret polka gigs over at Opry Mills at the Hoffbrow Beer Garden. So I'd be there like every Tuesday. So, and I'd be like, please God, let me not see anybody I know. Um, so I did that until I started seeing people that I knew. And I was like, we need to stop. So
0: the funniest thing about that is that is mm. now the coolest thing that you would that you have right. that skill and you've I done. Was like it. is
1: polka music the coolest
0: thing? No, but it's so not no. cool that it's super cool. Like it's because I, I just don't know anything about it. That's why I say it's not cool. I know the there's like a tuba and people wearing right. suspenders and people going up and down like the, the later hosen.
1: Yes, whatever <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah. is. <laughs> suspenders, later hosen. That day. is so interesting. You know, I that, think that. Uh, Yeah, it's just totally shaped who I am and um, got me this place. Like I would never do it any other way. That is awesome. I'd recommend to anybody, go play some polka music and come back.
0: This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a Straight Talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk and text on a reliable 5G network and you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines all on the silver unlimited plan not combinable with auto pay discount in times of traffic your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic video streams at up to 480p you play the mandolin wicked piano all these instruments so you, you decide to go to music school yep do you go to school for the instrument or for your voice
1: So I didn't really find my voice um, for a while. You know, that's kind of what came last. And so for me, like, I was still kind of figuring out my deal when I went to college. I went up to Berkeley when I was 16. I'd already started college at that point. 16.
0: So you were finished early because of homeschool. You did all your stuff early.
1: Yeah, that's kind of a long story. I ended up starting college like a few years before I went to Berkeley. So I was super young. And um, it was kind of a crazy opportunity I had. And so I kind of ran with it. And uh, when I was, like, 15. I'm already in college. I took a year off school. I was just playing, like, Western swing gigs around Texas. And I'm like, what do I want to do with my life? And this <laughs> loser guy I was playing with at the time handed me this Berkeley, like, pamphlet thing. It was like, I'm not going to go. Like, you should go. I'm like, okay. So, anyway, I ended up there. And um, You graduated. I actually graduated. Yeah, I graduated when I was 19. Um, and I say those were kind of, like, the bonus years of my life because I got to go and, like, moved to LA and get told no like a million times for a couple of years. And it was like,
0: what was your degree? In, you it just- was in fiddle.
1: So I did go for fiddle. Wasn't for voice. Do they have
0: fiddle and violin a difference? No,
1: no, it's, it's all the same. I just feel like fiddle makes me seem like a, like you'd want to be my friend, you know, it's more approachable. I'm like, oh, I play the fiddle instead of like, Oh, I play the violin yeah and yeah. I you know, it's the and I, same
0: thing I would say if you were so, I agree with that statement completely because it fiddle's warmer <laughs> right it's like it is, it fiddle, just happy. come over have some biscuits right uh, if <laughs> yes, you were 100%. someone who wasn't believable as a country artist because there will be people that are like oh look how country I am and you're like you never know it's, Right. this is just a game to you you're trying mm-hmm. to make it in music and this is where you think you have the best shot but you are so freaking country that it doesn't <laughs> I mean you know what you could say I'm playing the cello we'd be like that's a country yeah. cello yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, that's the thing. It's like I've never had to um, sell that part of me. You know, it's like even I've lived in Boston. I've lived in L.A. You know, I've traveled all over the world. And I'm not, you know, there are other parts of me that are not just that girl on the ranch, you know. But but like like I said, that's always been my foundation. Like I grew up listening to Bob Wills and Ray Price and people that you were saying earlier about, do you know this song? Because, you know, you're probably too young for it. I'm like, man. The older, I'm more likely to know it, you know?
0: Is that because of your parents at all? You said they weren't music, yeah. but do they listen to a lot of music?
1: You know, I feel like I really listened to that with my grandparents. Like, my grandfather would just turn on records, you know? And he's the reason why I started playing fiddle, because he was like, ah, oh, I think I'm going to go to a pawn shop today and buy a fiddle and try to play, because, you know, he played violin in high school. Which, is that weird that I say violin and fiddle in the same sentence? No, I don't know. because I I mean,
0: I can differentiate and what, even what you mean by yeah. the difference. Well, and to, clarify, to me, there's a style difference when you say the two. Yeah, as well. it's a
1: stylistic thing, I feel like. Yeah. Um, it's the kind of person you are. Um, like, are you wearing jeans? Are you wearing like trousers? Like, you know, it's like just different different kinds of people, different kinds of whatever. I like fiddle vests, but um, he took me to the pawn shop and was like, we're going to get a fiddle. And he brought it home, tried to play. He was in his 80s. And so. He's like, man, I got too bad arthritis in my hands. And so he gave the fiddle to me and was like, you can do something with this. So that's something I always hold on to. And that's what keeps me always, you know, at the end of the day, keeping that in what I do. So because I think it's important to keep the fiddle alive and know that that's a huge part of who I am.
0: I'm more of let's keep the... I think called yeah. Let's keep accordion. accordion a yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Make co- yeah. Hey, yeah. make accordions yeah. Yeah. great again. Let's, Let's go. Yeah. yeah.
1: All right. I'm working on that. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> how DVD. would
0: how would you describe your journey to Nashville? Because it sounds like there are a lot of really interesting character building stops along the way.
1: Yeah, I think the the biggest um, maybe time period in my life that really taught me a lot of lessons and made me grow up a lot was living in LA after college because I wasn't, I really wasn't planning on moving out there and I was going to go either back to Texas, do some kind of a Texas scene thing and come here. or I was just going to come here and um, I met Simon Fuller who created American Idol. He happened to be at a show I played and um, I was backing up um, a few different people, but Annie Lennox was one of those people and who he, I don't know if he still manages, but it was managing her at the time. And he came up to me afterwards and was like, you know, what are you doing with your life? And I'm like, well, I don't know. I'm fixing to graduate and we're going to see what happens. And um, that, anyway, that all brought me out to L.A. and I would finally just said, screw it, I'm going to go out there and just kind of chase this thing,
0: you know. To, to do music? You moved to L.A. Well, to try music? Well, he
1: said we were going to do music, you know, but he was – um coming up with a show or he had come up with a show that was going to take the place of idol and this is when idol i guess was before it came back and because this has been several years ago almost 10 years ago and uh he was like i think it'd be great if you were the host of the show and then we made your music kind of throughout the whole thing and so i'm like god cool you know suddenly i was being picked up in black cars like from my apartment in boston i was taking the airport like I'd meet him in New York at the Plaza Hotel. Like everything felt very glamorous. Flown out to L.A., you know, I mean, I was just like, wow, what is happening with my life? And then as time passes, you realize like 99% of things don't fall through. They fall through. They don't happen, you know. And uh, I hadn't learned that yet in life because I was so used to like play a gig, do a good job, get hired back, you know, and like these little baby steps. Um, but it seemed like out there, it was like, do this. And tomorrow we'll put you on a billboard or, you know, whatever. Everything was so grandiose that after a while the show didn't go through. I was having to pay. They told me, we're going to put you in classes to be a TV host. We'll let you pay to go have this gal get rid of your accent, you know, like all these different things. And I'm like, all I lost there was my money. And, um, it's just funny. It's like all those different things that totally weren't me. But I wouldn't do it any other way because, you know, looking back now, like, that shaped me so much. And um, I ended up parting ways with Simon. I pretty much just told him, like, I need to go find me. You know, you can't do that. And um, I stayed out there. I was kind of having, like, a, you know, feeling like I was in crisis mode. I was 21 years old. I had (laughs) broken up with this manager that I thought was going to change my life. And, um I said, screw it. So I went to Europe and I wrote for several months and came back, got offered a record deal on Sony with those songs I'd written. that were so God awful. And um, finally realized the importance of getting told no a thousand times, but knowing when to say no to a yes, you know? And um, I realized, like, if I stay out here any longer, I'm going to get stuck in something I don't like. I'm going to be wearing some (laughs) some probably like slutty leotard. Um, I'm going to have sparkles falling from the sky and it's just, I'm going to be so unhappy, you know, or I can figure out why I do music and what I do it for. And, um, you know, the root to who I am. And so I realized I cried for like a month and I moved to Nashville. Um, and so I say that that, that little portion of my life, that chapter taught me the most. Um, now I don't get excited about anything. Same,
0: hey, yeah, same. Hey, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, what's even yeah. exciting? Uh, food, um, going to a good restaurant that gets and me. And food hyped.
0: that's in front of you right then, and you know, you can eat it for sure. Right, right,
1: right, right. Because you
0: may get there and it's off the menu. That happens too. A hundred I'll go on
1: Yelp and look and be yeah. like, oh, awesome! They got those crispy Brussels, you know. And then I'll go and be like, yeah, I well, want those Brussels. Like, we don't have out right of now. season. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, no, ma'am. Same. Um, so, yeah, and just like finding contentment in the journey because. I realized what I learned from LA was that, like I, what I'd see work in the past was just the blood, sweat, and tears of showing up, being a good human, playing a show, whether it was polka music, whether it was country, you know, whether there's one person or 10,000 and it was just showing up every day and doing it again the next day. Um, so I feel like that's kind of the mindset I try to get back into when I moved to town.
0: I'm going to play a couple of clips here before we, I uh, End with Katie Offerman. Here is Happy Land Trailer Park.
1: Woohoo! Everybody's got a different definition of it's good stuff. Heading down the highway looking for a hookup. You know
0: that you found it in the dream. And here is Don't Do It in Texas.
1: Just don't do it in Texas. Don't do me that-
0: Katie, good to talk to you.
1: Thanks for having me. I'm glad we finally got to hang out in the real life.
0: Quite the journey. Quite the story.
1: Quite the journey. I mean, man. really. Amazing. You know, some you say that to some Wowzers. people, they're like,
0: "Well, I lived in uh, North Carolina, moved to Nashville." I'm like, "Wow, quite the journey." Like, <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't crap compared to hers. It's amazing. Oh man! Holy cow! I mean,
1: I think that for me, it's like um, it's all part of the journey. I I feel like that's um, maybe that's kind of why we do it. It's like we're because there's you never really know what's going to happen. You know, like, I don't know. I could win a Grammy next year or I could just be <laughs> sitting on the couch. You know, I have no idea, but I think that's what keeps that fire alive, you know.
0: I just wrote all that down as lyrics. <laughs> all right. Yeah, <laughs> it's all down. Use it, man. Uh, follow Katie at Katie Offerman, C-A-T-I-E. And Katie, great to talk to you. And hopefully I'll see you soon.
1: Sounds good. Thanks for having me. This is the Bobby Show. Bobby I think that's it.